nurses? The Bureau of Labor Statistics has given us another clear picture of the health of the nursing profession in terms of the job market. Let's dive deep into the details here on episode 102 of The Nurse Keith Show. Hey, everybody, what's up and welcome to the Nurse Keith Show. Thanks for being part of the Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career. And I'm here to share education, inspiration and ideas that are going to get you moving in a positive, inspired direction. The Nurse Keith Show is now reaching listeners on six continents. Where are you, Antarctica? And I'm super grateful for all of you who keep tuning in. Last month, March of 2017 was our biggest month ever in terms of downloads, so keep it up. Share the podcast with everybody you know. I'm a member of the Pulse Media Network of Podcasters, along with RNFM Radio, The Innovative Nurse Show, Elizabeth Scala's Your Next Shift podcast, and The Gluten-Free RN. More shows are in development, so keep an eye at PulseMediaNetwork.com. You can find The Nurse Keith Show on iTunes, and please, 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 if you would like to, if you'd like to give me a little gift, head over to iTunes, search for The Nurse Keith Show in the iTunes store, and leave a rating and review. It really helps other people find the show, so do me a solid, leave me a rating and review over on iTunes, and I will love you forever. And you know what? You can now leave me a voicemail right on my website. Just click on the red banner on the far left margin of the homepage of nursekeith.com. Leave me a voicemail. I will play your voice on the air and answer your question. What could be better than that? Meanwhile, find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, etc. And you can also sign up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com. The show notes for this episode can be found at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 102. I am thrilled you're here, and I can't wait any longer to get into today's topic, so let's hop into the studio and make that happen toot sweet. Well, folks, it's that time of year and the Bureau of Labor Statistics, lovingly known as the BLS here in the United States, has published its findings in terms of jobs and employment data. We always wait for this data. I haven't done a podcast about it before, but, you know, the nursing profession and nurses and healthcare in general are, as usual, at the top of the list. And I just couldn't wait to record a podcast about this and get this information to you. This report, called the Occupational Employment and Wages Report here in the United States, is released every March. It came out on March 31st, 2017. You can actually find it if you go to the BLS. There's actually a link to it in the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 102, and you can read the report for yourself. So all data points mentioned in the show notes and mentioned on this episode are from May 2016. It takes them about 10 months to extrapolate all that data. So they finish their survey back in May, and then they release it in March with all of the data that they've compiled. So what we can see from the report is that 8.3 million Americans are working in either technical positions or as actual healthcare providers or clinicians. And healthcare employment in general in the United States is approximately 9% of all employed Americans. And I would theorize 
that as the baby boom generation continues to age very rapidly for the next, I don't know, 15 to 20 years, we are going to see that 9% really mushroom and balloon. Right now, nurses are filling 2.9 million positions in the United States. I know there are about 3.2 or 3.3 million nurses, but there are 2.9 million holding jobs at the moment that the BLS could determine. We are still the backbone, the lifeblood, the connective tissue of the healthcare industry in terms of numbers. And 1.6 million of that 2.9 million are quote unquote in the general medical and surgical hospitals industry. Meanwhile, there are 1.4 million nursing assistants and 800,000 home health aides and more than 700,000 LPNs or LVNs. And I wanted to ask, what's up with Texas and California still holding on to the licensed vocational nurse designation? Do you think, I just want to take a little informal poll, do you think that those two states should switch over to LPN so that we can just say LPNs. We have 48 states with licensed practical nurses, two with licensed vocational nurses. Is it time to bring it all together? So here's some interesting information from the BLS. 14 of the 15 highest paying occupations are healthcare occupations including several physician and dentist occupations, as well as nurse anesthetists. So 14 of the 15 highest paying occupations are in healthcare. Hmm. Sounds like healthcare is a good place to be. The lowest paying healthcare occupations were found to be home health aides at 23,600 a year and veterinary assistants and laboratory animal caretakers at 26,810. So folks, if you're a home health aide out there, and you want to make more than, let's say, twenty to 25000 a year, going back to school will serve you in the end. I know it takes some sweat equity, some skin in the game, and some money and resources, but I think it's worth it, and we're going to have some more data in a few minutes to back that up. So in terms of healthcare practitioners and technical healthcare occupations, this varied in terms of annual mean wages from state to state. The lowest annual mean wage for healthcare was in Louisiana at $63,930. The highest was in Alaska, $95,720. So Louisiana, $63,000. Alaska, $95,000. You also want to look at cost of living index, which I don't cover in the show notes here. But if you're moving to a state, you want to find out that mean or median annual wage, but also look at cost of living indexes. And nationally for healthcare occupations, the mean annual wage was $79,160. So just take that in. So in terms of regions where the money is good, the San Jose, Sunnyvale, Santa Clara, California area was among the highest paying metropolitan areas for healthcare practitioners or those in technical healthcare occupations. The lowest paying areas of the country for healthcare practitioners and technicians were Lake Charles, Louisiana at 53,540 and Jackson, Tennessee at 58,000. $300 a year. Now, folks, I mentioned a few minutes ago to, I was speaking directly to the home health aides out there who were listening to the show. Average wages 
were found to be generally higher for occupations that require more education. Most of us have known this. I know it's not always true for all of you out there. Sometimes you go and get a degree and you can't find a better paying job. However, in healthcare specifically, more education generally overall translates to more money. Not absolutely 100% of the time. I know that. But in general, the more education and training and skills and expertise you have, the more money you're going to earn. So for occupations that require no formal educational credential at all, including a high school diploma, the annual mean or average wage was $25,860. So if you have not even a high school diploma, you can hope to earn somewhere in the average of $25,000 a year. For those requiring a high school diploma or a GED, we're looking at about $42,840 a year. However, if you have an associate's degree, we're looking at an average of $54,500. And for a bachelor's, we're looking at about $84,000. So you can see that overall, the stats are showing us that the more education you have, the more money you're going to earn. So just want to put that out there, put a bug in your ear about education. I definitely think education is awesome. No, I don't want a master's degree right now. However, if I knew I needed one, I'd go get it. I don't think I need one to do what I want to do in my career. So you have to decide what you want, where you want to go, what your goals are. You can talk to me about those goals and then decide if education is going to get you there. So in terms of education in general, 21% of all jobs in the United States require a bachelor's degree for entry into that related field. 21%. I think that's going to keep climbing. So a bachelor's degree will earn you more money, my friends. So I want to go over some salary data. I know a lot of you like numbers and you want me to show you the money. So I want to talk a little bit about salaries. So for registered nurses, and here's a caveat. The BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, they do not delineate between associate level nurses and bachelor's level nurses. I do think that's an error on their part. I'd like need to write them a letter, but we can just take this as it is. This is what we have. So I just want to put this out there for registered nurses. That's ADN or BSN. The annual mean wage is $72,180 a year. The mean hourly wage is $34.70. So some of you are earning more or less, but that's the average for you. 72000 annually and $34 an hour. Now for practical nurses out there, big differences, $44,840 average per year as compared to registered nurses at $72,000. we are looking at about a $30,000 difference if you have an associate or bachelor's degree in nursing. The mean hourly wage for practical nurses is $21. That is $13 less than a registered nurse. So nurse practitioners are averaging around $104,000 a year, and their mean hourly wage is right around $50 a year. Now, nurse anesthetists, they are the highest paid nurses in the United States. That might be true in other countries. I'd like to know. But the mean annual wage for nurse anesthetists is $164,000, and their mean hourly wage is $78 an hour. Huge jump from nurse practitioners. We're looking at more than $55,000 more a year 
But I understand to become a nurse anesthetist, it is an expensive, long, difficult haul. So just consider that if you want to go to school to become a nurse anesthetist. Now, nurse midwives are making right around 102000 a year at $49 an hour, which is pretty cool for nurse midwives. I'm so glad they're doing pretty well. Now, physical therapists, this is interesting. Physical therapists are annually averaging 87000 a year. And bear in mind that PTs now have to earn a PhD. They can't enter the profession without a PhD now. The ones who already had a master's, I believe, were grandfathered in. If I'm mistaken, please let me know. But physical therapists, 87000 a year with a PhD. And their mean hourly wage is $41.93. So nurse practitioners who don't yet absolutely have to have a PhD to practice are earning considerably more than physical therapists. Now, physician assistants are doing right around the same as nurse practitioners, 102000 a year, $49 an hour. So NPs and PAs, you all are doing pretty well and very similarly to one another. So something else to uh, take in mind and calculate if you're not sure which direction to go. PA, NP, NP, PA, can't decide. The amount you can earn is about the same. So we can conclude, my friends, that nurses' role as the backbone, the lifeblood, the connective tissue of healthcare hasn't changed. It's not going to change. With this baby boom generation aging and retiring and needing healthcare, we still need to make sure we keep the people coming into the various professions in healthcare because we are needed and we're going to continue to be needed. And face it, all of us are aging. I'm older now than I was when I started recording this podcast. We are all aging. So only a third of the baby boom generation is now in the workforce. And that number is going to continue to dwindle. And you know what? That means they're getting older, they're retiring, and they're needing more health care. They might also need more bingo and entertainment too, but that's another story. So a quarter of a million Americans are reaching the age of 65 every month. Let me say that again. A quarter of a million Americans turn 65 every month. That means they're getting Medicare. That means they're needing and wanting more health care. They're not going to be working as much, and they're going to be focusing more on their wellness, I hope, and preventative care. So if you want to be a nurse practitioner or you are a nurse practitioner, and you live in one of the, let's say, I think it's 24 states now that have completely autonomous practice for NPs and APRNs. If you want to hang a shingle and specialize in gerontology, if you want to open a practice, if you want to do home visits, if you want to do old-fashioned house calls, heck, I mean, I know a nurse practitioner in Bellingham, Washington, who does house calls by bicycle. So If you want to do that, if you want to specialize, if you would like to dig into this huge demographic, there is room to do so, my friends. And if you're not sure exactly how to do that, let me know and we can talk because there are lots of business opportunities for those of you, whether you're an NP or a BSN or an ADN, to get out there and benefit from and help this generation that's aging and needing our help. So one more little piece of fact about the aging of America. By 2029, one in five Americans is going to be over the age of 65. And you know what? What's really interesting? I'm turning 65 in 2029 myself. So I'm going to need you all to take care of me. So 
please stay in the profession, get your friends in the profession, tell them Nurse Keith's going to need you in 2029. So keep your hand in the game so you can take care of Nurse Keith as he becomes more and more decrepit. So folks, a healthcare career is a good bet. If you're entrepreneurial at heart, there's lots that you could do. Healthcare is going to continue to dominate the employment data for the foreseeable future. Mark my words, it's not going to be manufacturing as much as the current administration says manufacturing, et cetera, are going to come back. It's really not coming back, and the BLS data shows that. Yes, some manufacturing jobs are coming back, but healthcare is where it's at, my friends. Nurse practitioners are gaining autonomy. Even in the VA, they have full autonomy, and this trend is going to expand. So, Take advantage of it. Leverage what's happening in the country. And if you live in another country, I want to know, how are you leveraging what's happening for nurses and healthcare in your country? Is your population aging? I'll hazard a guess that it is in most countries. And how is that affecting the employment potential for you? What are you planning to do? What's happening in your country? I really want to know. I want to hear from my listeners outside of the United States. So please email me at Keith at nursekeith.com or find me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Give me some data. Tell me what's happening with you, some anecdotes about your country, how healthcare is working or not working. I also want to cajole those of you out there who want more education. Getting education is a good idea. If you think it's going to take you where you want to go, Get a bachelor's degree, get an associate's degree, get a master's degree, get a PhD. Don't force me to do it. I don't want to do it right now. But for some of you, it's really the key to your future. And if you're not sure whether it's the key to your future or not, do a little work with me and we can dig deep and find out if it's going to get you where you need to go. So the future is looking good for healthcare employment. There's lots more data out there, but this is just a hint. It's a sample of what's out there and what you can find. Things are heating up. And I don't think this is a bubble because that aging baby boom generation is no bubble, my friends. It is a slow burn and we're going to be needed out there. So let's double down on nursing and healthcare as career choices. It's a smart move. So encourage your friends to get into healthcare and stay in the game, my friends. Stay there, be with me, and take care of me when I'm old. So there you have it, folks. Thanks for listening to episode 102. I hope some of that data was encouraging. Maybe you're inspired to go back to school. Maybe you want to earn more money, or maybe you're totally happy where you are. And I think that's awesome if you're happy where you are. I want you to feel uplifted. I want you to feel empowered. And I want you to take inspired action every day, whether it's deciding, no, I'm inspired to not get a master's degree. That's my story personally. Or I am totally psyched to get a master's degree and become a nurse practitioner. Now, if you love the Nurse Keith Show and you'd like to show us some love in a very concrete way, head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. You can pledge to be a supporter of the Nurse Keith Show as little as $2 a month. Imagine that. 50 cents per episode. You can show some love for the Nurse Keith Show. So yeah, Nurse Keith's worth about 50 cents an episode. I'm going to give him $2 a month and that will show him that I really appreciate what he's doing. I will send two bucks a month using my credit card or debit card over at patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith. However, if you pledge more than $5 a month, there are prizes, prizes, 
Some of it involves coaching with me, and it also involves me sending you gifts by snail mail. So patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith if you'd like to show me some love and help support The Nurse Keith Show. As always, The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell of thepodcastingguy.com. Check him out, thepodcastingguy.com. Tim, you're awesome. He is also the producer. Well, his team produces all of the shows over at Pulse Media Network. So hats off to Tim. Social media and promotion are handled by the capable and wonderful and kind and consistent Mark Capispeason. Thank you, Mark. Hats off to you too. Tim and Mark, you're my team. I love you. Thanks for being there for me. Again, iTunes, post a review. Find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn. Sign up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com. Leave me a voicemail on my website. I will play your voice on air. How cool is that? Don't you want to hear your voice on air, folks? Don't you want to be a star? on The Nurse Keith Show. I want you to stay positive. I want you to care for yourself and others. I want you to take inspired action in the interest of your career and keep tuning in as we continue to explore how to make your nursing career more satisfying, more fun, and earn you more money than you ever imagined you possibly could. Be well, dig deep, keep in touch, and adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. (laughs) 